Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey George. Hey Vines, how's it going? It's going uh it's going I don't want to say explosively well. No one says that. That I couldn't no. I was trying to find like a good pun. No one no. in the history of the world has ever said explosively well. No, they haven't. I mean that that joke was not the bomb. <laughs> you know what that was that was like i thought there was only five seconds on the buzzer so i like hurled the ball from like half court and you were like right under the basket like dude why and you just like grabbed my air ball and like went for an easy layup that's skadoosh but uh yes no we played Bomberman, and uh wait 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 so before we do anything else can i can i do something i've been thinking about doing sure okay so, you know, at the beginning, we always do like our, ah, how, you know, what's your childhood memories of this game? So when we started playing this game, I was like, this is definitely not one of the ones I played as a kid. And I kind of knew that going in because we played Bomberman GB, which is one of the Game Boy ones. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, I did, I did a, a teeny, a teeny little bit of research. Not a lot. Um, how dare you, sir? I'm very sorry, but I promise it pays off. <laughs> Here are the Bomberman games in just the main series, because there's also been spinoffs and there were mobile games and there was um, all the portable ones are considered separate from the main series. Here is just the main series. Bomberman, 3D Bomberman, 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 Bomberman 2, Bomberman 93, Super Bomberman, Bomberman 94, Super Bomberman 2, Super Bomberman 3, Super Bomberman 4, Saturn Bomberman, Super Bomberman 5, Atomic Bomberman, Bomberman 64, Saturn Bomberman Fight with two exclamation points, Bomberman Hmm. World, Bomberman Hero, Bomberman Party Edition, Bomberman 64 The Second Attack, Bomberman Online, Bomberman 64, Bomberman Generation, Bomberman Jetters, Online Bomberman, Bomberman Act Zero, Bomberman Live, Bomberman Blast, Bomberman Ultra, Bomberman Live, Battlefest and Super Bomberman R, which came out 2017. Wow. That, that is that's less than half of the total in the series. That's that's intense, dude. That is a lot, a lot of Bomberman. It makes me feel a little bit better about when I was like, oh man, we should totally play Bomberman. And then, you know, we we looked at our respective libraries and been like, and I was like, I don't know if this is the one I played, but because I thought I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, I was I was playing three card Monty. I did not know that I was playing 27 card Monty. Yeah. And, and here's the reason I looked this up in the first place is because uh, there was something and we'll, we'll get to this when we talk about the game, but there was something about the game that I was like, this is odd. And, and I don't quite know why what's happening is happening. And it turns out that the Bomberman franchise is way, way more popular in Japan and what's called the PAL region. So, you know, Europe, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also Australia. Um, but Bomber Boy was the first one on Game Boy, which totally is named the way you would expect. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't called Bomberman in the United States. They rebranded it for funsies. Bomberman nice. GB which you would think is what we played was actually called Wario Blast featuring Bomberman when they brought it to the United States. The one we played, which is called Bomberman GB, which was actually Bomberman GB2 in in uh, in Japan 
they were like, they went all full Final Fantasy on it, and they were like, well, we're going to just totally screw with the numbering system for funsies and funsies. And and that is how we both ended up sitting in front of a classic game in our library that we were like, how did I end up with this game that is not any of the games I remember? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, it's it's confusing. First of all, I hate, hate that they do that. You know, when they, they're like, oh, well, okay, what is it named? It's named Thing A in Japan. Okay, we're going to name it Thing 2. And it's like, that's not even, it's not even the same, like, it's like, it, it ain't even the same ballpark. It ain't even the same league. It ain't even the same <laughs> sport, you know? It's like, it's, it, I don't know why they do that. But that, that, all of that adds up. And actually, it was weird when you said Super Bomberman Wario Blast or whatever. Uh-huh. I think I might have played that one. Well, so that was one of the more popular ones in the U.S. because it had familiar Mario characters. And the Game Boy was where Wario first got popularized as a character. So, like, a lot of people were like, oh, Wario. and Because, I mean, that was, you know, mid-90s, whereas Bomberman goes way the hell back to 83. So there's, like, it. it's crazy, man. I had no idea he had this ridiculous lineage. Like, just, oh, yes, mean, no, they're I... still making Bomberman games. <laughs> like, he is current. I'm surprised he hasn't. Has he shown up on in Smash Brothers yet? Ooh, I don't think so. I'm a little so behind either. on Smash Brothers, but that'd be cool. Yeah, right. I I play that. I mean, have have Bomberman versus the Blue Bomber. You know, right? I mean, they shove Pac-Man in there. Jeez, God. Anyways, but so yes, we play <laughs> we played Bomberman, and we kind of tangentially touched on our nostalgia goggles <laughs> experience, which is or on our nostalgia experience, which is we both played one or more of these games but not this game when we were younger yeah and and it's important that uh to be fair even though neither of us have nostalgia goggles for this specific game if you're going to screw that up uh it's good to do it with a game like bomberman because bomberman is a puzzle game and its puzzliness has gotten other quirks over time but it's not like you know, oh, I played Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. That's just like all of them. No, no, it's not, right? Or I, I played Final Fantasy. They all have magic and stuff, right? No, 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 no. But, I mean, if you've played one version of Tetris, you've essentially played all of them for the purposes of being able to carry on a conversation about Tetris. So when I got, like, an hour into this and I was like, ah, I'm pretty positive this is not the one I played, I didn't feel that bad about it. No, no, I, I, I didn't either. I, when I was like jamming around, it, it, to me, I was a little worried at first until I ran into the power up system because it took a little while before I got a power up. And I was like, if this doesn't have power ups in it, then <laughs> it, it is it is substantially different than the game I played. But right when I got the power ups, I'm like, no, this is this is basically the same. And actually, this one had some interesting twists so we can, we, of gameplay that I thought the the one I played did not have that I thought were very unique and interesting so i'm actually glad that we played this one because i think this was a better game than the one i played overall but <laughs> yeah take that the other 47 versions of Bomberman. <laughs> <laughs> take that the other 47 versions one of which i played and I'm insulting <laughs> but i can't insult that specific one so i'm insulting the entire group that sounds like how like culturalism or racism or like religious bigotry like all those things start like that like yes. this one time a person from my out group you know splashed water on me and now i hate everyone in that out group because i can't remember who it was <laughs> yes yes and and it was just kind of like you know and now i hate everybody in that group well what was the group well they had and then just one person 
said picked like like skin color as opposed to eye color or hair color or nose type or any any other distinguishing features and <laughs> they like, had and thus, arms yeah thus a race was born and thus racism was born and that's oh uh, well, thanks bomberman yeah thanks bomberman <laughs> uh didn't know bomberman was what started racism but anyways <laughs> The more you know. I learn stuff in this podcast, and that's that's what I think is important. That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> the top of the hour visuals. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> oh, no. So I didn't. No. So I didn't. Uh, <laughs> don't do it. I didn't play uh, a lot of Game Boy as a kid. Um, I didn't have a Game Boy. I foolishly went Game Gear because I followed that stupid blue hedgehog the way I imagine hardcore drug addicts chase the white dragon. So <laughs> uh, my friend, my best friend at the time had a Game Boy and I would, I never borrowed his Game Boy, but it was one of those things where I would like play to his house, you know? So mm-hmm. I'd be over, he'd be playing, you know, Earthbound or something. And I'd like pick up his Game Boy and play Tetris or Super Mario Land or whatever. So like most of my Game Boy experience came kind of through that venue. Um, I'm having not played Game Boy a lot and then playing this on a television, like super Game Boy style, like way bigger than you would normally see it on a Game Boy screen. I was actually still pretty impressed with how much information they communicated with such low fidelity. I mean, they have like three colors and like four pixels and like one of the pixels like doesn't always light up. And yet you always know exactly (laughs) what you're supposed to be looking at. Like, it's kind of remarkable. I, I was very impressed with the the visuals, and again, like you know, it's it it, it ain't it ain't The Witcher three, you know, it's not it's not that, it's never going to be that. But considering how little they had to work with, I was also remarkably impressed with the visuals because at first, you know, before I played it, I was I, I pretty much had the comment cocked and and ready to go in my mind of, you know, because normally we talk about visuals as far as visuals go, right, for, like, the aesthetics and, like, how it, pleasing it is, and then visuals and surface of gameplay, and I was like, well, it's a Game Boy game. You can't really talk about the aesthetics of the visuals because it's so low low resolution, you know? Um, but when I played it, I was like, no, you absolutely can, actually, in this game, which, like, honest to God, shocked me, you know? Well, I think the, the cartoony style of... Uh, Mario, Mega Man, Bomberman, um, even the the Game Boy Legend of Zelda is like that kind of we are not going for realism. We are going for clarity. Like Mm -hmm. if you measured like Link's sword in the Game Boy Legend of Zelda's, it would be like 40 percent as large as him. It would be like a cloud sword. Exactly. Right. It'd be a buster sword. It would be stupid. But you don't think that because it's a cartoony representative style. And I felt exactly the same way in playing Bomberman GB um, in the North American region uh, because it's everything is strictly representative. Nothing is trying to even make an attempt at high fidelity. Everything is just like, here's a block, here's a bomb, here's Bomberman, here's a monster. But they're all almost like... They're almost like tokens, like on a game board. Like you yes. don't expect them to be correct ratios and to have, you know, perfect visual fidelity. You're just like, oh yeah, this token represents wheat. I have sheep who has wheat, wheat for sheep, right? Wheat, like it's, wheat for sheep. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, it, it fits this so well. And I, I, you know, I feel like Nintendo probably knew that they were probably like, uh, we don't have a lot to work with here. We need to go <laughs> with an art style that is going to fit this medium. Well, and even like with the the fun, interesting little tricks, like the reason why Mario has a mustache, kind of a thing, 
is I mean, I think that's kind of why they went with Bomberman's entire face being eyes. Just eyes. <laughs> yeah, you know, because it's just kind of like, well, well, we want, you know, you to know like on screen, it's like, oh, well, that's Bomberman. And it's like, well, we there's no way that we can render like a sprite this size because the sprite needs to be a certain size that way you can get a certain amount of the screen you know so like that's and i may be wrong but like it's my understanding that that's in general what regulates the size of the sprite is how much of the screen you need to be able to see on this small screen you know uh yeah i mean yeah basically because if he was twice the size you would have twice as many pixels and you would never know what the hell was going on (laughs) toy story uh but yes so (laughs) So that would be problematic, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, you know, they were like, all right, well, he needs to be this big. It's like, well, I mean, if he's that big, I mean, we can make him like a stick figure. And it's like, no, no, no. We want him to actually like, we want him to be a fun character. It's like, well, I don't at, know, at this man. point, he'd already been on the Nintendo and in the arcade. So they were like, well, we kept him super simple. Now you have less colors, by which we mean none colors. Yeah. And like half as many pixels to work with, but he needs to still be recognizable as the, the same character. Right. And they, I thought, did a great job. <laughs> the one thing that threw me off, and I don't know why they made this choice, but I mean, it was fine, was the hat. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is what I was bearing the lead on during the opening is uh, having not known when I first sat down to play this that there were... Um, at last count, 87,000 different entries in the series, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that a lot of them are like themed and silly and have like a totally unnecessary story lumped on top of the puzzle, which is so obvious in hindsight. Yes, you have a puzzle game. <laughs> you keep rebranding the puzzle game like every puzzle game in history has done, right? That's why there's 4,000 versions of Monopoly. That was probably underselling it. That's why there's 400,000 versions of Monopoly. I, was gonna say, like, I think I may personally own 4,000 versions <laughs> yeah. of Monopoly that people bought me as jokes. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's it's uh, really obvious in hindsight that because this has been a long-running series and because they have a bajillion entries that they would – essentially just keep reskinning them and then you know sometimes adding uh some mechanics that are appropriate to the theming which we'll talk about but at first i was really really put off by <laughs> the indiana jones theming cuz i was just like bomberman you're cool like you don't have to you don't have to dress up as indiana jones to be cool like you're you're cool all by yourself bomberman yeah. but then in between the areas there's like little uh not cutscenes, but like little um like tableaus of him in like a like a single panic panel comic strip kind of thing uh-huh. and and then like going on you get the whip right which is like a uh-huh. cool little indiana jones visual and and more and more i found myself being like yeah yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm totally on board with bomb deanna jones like <laughs> you you do you bomb deanna jones like and I, I don't know exactly where that crossover happened but i remember at the beginning being staunchly against it and by the end being like yeah whip it good <laughs> um they uh they called the dog bomb <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah no i mean that, that was the thing <laughs> The hat really threw me at first, and and especially because I did not know how much that little head dealy was like important to me until all of a sudden there was a hat, and I was like, "Get take take off the hat, 
you're indoors. What are you, an animal? Yeah. And I mean, it's like Alex Trebek walking out without his mustache. That first night, everybody was just like, who's this asshole? <laughs> <laughs> this this guy. Uh, but um, but yeah, no. So eventually I, I did get, get used to it, um, especially because oh, and one of the things um, and this kind of feeds individuals. So it is a puzzle game. Right. And, and most importantly, is it's a timed puzzle game. Right. So when you pause it, it gives you a pause screen, right? And it does that so that way you can't pause it and figure out what you're going to do. You know? Right. You, you can't stop time and study the universe. Exactly, which would be neat, but also ultimately <laughs> antithetical to what they're trying to do. But oh. uh, it's on that pause screen that there's a number of visuals. First of all, again, the, the, it's just, you know, like Bomberman, you know, kind of sleeping, you know, catching some Z's. Take, taking a little nap on a hillside, sunny day. Presumably the sky is pure white. Yeah, it's, it's pure <laughs> sickly vomit green. You know, it's fine. Um, and uh, and so he's got the hat off. And so I saw he still had his little hail, head dealing. I was like, oh, good, good. Somehow I feel I, I felt I felt comforted. Um, but then I saw something else where I was like, and this was I did not know that there were, you know, 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd Bomberman <laughs> games. But uh, I did. Is that, not... was, that a, was that a mole? That is a mole. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to think of like what Faraday's constant is. So I'm just, like, <laughs> throwing these like insanely weird numbers out. Um, uh, no, this is true. Bomber gal. Bomber girl. Bomber girl. Okay. She, in, in my, my uh, reading over the list, there was exactly one game called Bomber Girl. And I'm mm. sure she was in a bunch of the others because a bunch of the other games involve multiplayer. It's not fair to assume. There's no reason I should assume they included a female character, but she does exist, and she did at least get one game of her own, and I think it is likely that because several of the games focus on multiplayer that she probably made other appearances, but I, I cannot confirm or deny. So she's like the, the Bomberman Princess Peach. Uh, I got the impression she's more like the Bomberman Miss Pac-Man. Like, she is exactly like Bomberman, but pink. <laughs> shrink it and pink it right but um yeah no i thought charge so, twice as much <laughs> yeah but when i saw that i was like bomber girl and 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 that was i guess the first like ruffling of where i was like looking at a a what i thought was a nice you know sunset and then all of a sudden i saw something weird where it looked like the <laughs> ruffling of a scrim you know and <laughs> And I realized that maybe I'm not staring at a sunscreen. Maybe maybe I'm staring at a map painting and there's something behind this, you know? And so then when you're like, there's, you know, 70 bajillion of these games. I was like, okay. Okay, so that makes a little... Bom- Bomber Girl now makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, no, because when both of us sat down to this, we we were chained up in the cave just looking at shadows. <laughs> we had no idea that there was a whole universe of bomber men and bomber women and people who don't even identify as a bomber gender, like just <laughs> out there living their bomber lives. Well, and that's actually, uh, I'm going to take that and run with it for a second. So, you know, we, we, we were doing all of that. And so we, we went out, we saw the real world and I came back uh, to Megan still staring at the cave wall because <laughs> she came in to watch me play. Cause she was like, Oh, well, you know, I played Bomberman. I'm interested to finally see like you playing a game I played. And she came in and she's like, "Not Bomberman." <laughs> <laughs> so, so actually, you left the cave you were chained up in and then went yeah. to her cave. She was like, "These shadows are not my shadows." 
Yes. Well, I mean, I went to her and said, like, there are bomber men that you would not know or believe. And she's like, no, no, there's just this is reality. And it was funny, though, because she said, no, this isn't the game I played. And I was like, well, that doesn't surprise me. I know that there and I knew that there have been multiple titles. I just didn't know that there were that many. Um, and so she pulled it up on her phone. She's like, this is what I played. And I was like, <laughs> no, it was never going to be that because it was Bomberman 64. Oh, <laughs> I, I knew I felt that coming. Yeah, I didn't want to like, presume. No, it was never going to be that. <laughs> yeah but, but yeah no so i mean overall though especially i thought they did a good job leveraging so as far as visuals as the aesthetic goes i thought they did a good job in the beginning um leveraging the the visuals in such a way that they built a world for you to project onto so the visuals that you see at the beginning is like Bomberman, you know like falling down a, into a chasm and you know like him with his indiana jones hat and being awesome and like it gives you these full pictures as it's telling you the story so then when you see the it, what i think you uh were very apt with your analogy the, those tokens moving around you project you know this grander thing on top of it and i thought yeah, you, been, you know what they're representative of right and so i thought they did a good job in the beginning leveraging that you know whatever 15 second intro um, and then uh, as far as visuals for, for gameplay, I thought they were remarkably well, much better than I expected, to be sure. Well, they, they never they never break their own rules. Everything that moves kills you, right? They, they never um, mix up things where like, oh, some of the rock tiles are rock tiles, but some of the rock tiles are actually monsters, right? They never pull any crap like that. Like, it's... It's pretty much here is the game, play it right. It, it's yeah. it's a puzzle game. It's Tetris. It's it's Doctor Mario. It's it's if the rules weren't consistent, it wouldn't be a puzzle game. It would be like wacky fun world. Guess what's going to happen next? And that's not right. that does not make for good puzzling. So when uh, thinking about it, kind of like these are the little tokens. I was again like i was kind of turned off at first that in between each area they're like here's this new mechanic we're introducing into this next area and i was like oh that's kind of lazy like why don't they just show me what that does in gameplay and then the more i thought about it i was like oh because they literally can't like (laughs) like i can't be thrown into a puzzle and not know what all the tokens on the board do like if i'm going to solve a mystery i need to know that a lead pipe and a gun and poison are all potential murder weapons. I can't think the lead pipe just fell off the bottom of the sink. Right. right. So it, at first, like the first couple areas and the first couple times I played through, I was like almost a little annoyed. I was just like, uh, especially cause like you can't, you know, like a button through those screens, you kind of have to watch them. And I was like, Oh, because this is literally the video game equivalent of like, I come to your house to play the Bomberman tabletop game and you take out the instructions and you're like, this token does this, this token does that, this square means this. And it's like, yeah, of course you would have to do that because otherwise, as soon as we started to play the game, I wouldn't know what the hell to do. So this was another place that I was really surprised that when they showed me, you know, like this enemy can move over here and, you know, this thing explodes when you put a bomb next to it and it lights up the dark room. I was like, why don't they just show me that? Oh, right. So it was like, I was surprised how many places I kind of like flip flopped on, like, initially being like repulsed by a design (laughs) choice and then being like, no, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, again, you know, it is it is the Game Boy. It was limited in what it could do. Um, And and this actually touches on this isn't a visual thing, but it doesn't really fit in anywhere. But I want to talk about it, which is um, I was recently introduced to a new concept, which was the difference between uh, puzzle games and problem solving games. 
Um, okay. And and I thought there was an, an interesting distinction. And you know, we we loves us some semantics. <laughs> um, but like an example would be um, Portal is a puzzle solving game because there's pretty much one way to solve those puzzles. You mm. know, um, this would be closer. I mean, it's like it's it's a spectrum, obviously, right? Um, but the, but like Minecraft, for example, would be a a problem solving game in that you know you have a problem and there's like 50 different ways to solve it and i think this kind of falls closer on the spectrum towards a problem solving game because there was a number of times where like i started a level and was like i just started working my way clockwise to clear everything out and i died a few times i was like well let me let me try just working counterclockwise and there's no doubt in my mind that you could definitely clear it working from any direction going in any which way you want you know it's not like you have to clear this block and then you place a bomb bomb here and here and that is the way to do it so i thought it was very interesting that you know there were a a a bunch of different ways in which to solve these puzzles so i think that in my mind this this actually falls closer in the spectrum to a problem solving game which is an incredibly useful skill well, and it's not a true, I would say a, a true puzzle, not that it's better, but to be a strict puzzle, it would have to have one solution, right? Like, like exactly. a literal puzzle where you have taken a picture and chopped it into pieces. Those pieces can only go back together exactly one correct way. Mm-hmm. You could yeah. have, you could solve the problem of seeing the picture by like mashing chunks together and leaving parts out and filling them in with your imagination. But the puzzle can only be solved one way. And this definitely has multiple solutions, but there are times um, when the there's an obvious optimal solution or there are game modes that enforce a single or closer to a single solution. Like yes. we'll talk about later the, the game mode where you have to kill enemies in order. Mm-hmm. Like that would push it back toward being more single solution. And then there are other places where it's like, bomb to your bomb's delight bomb it up bomb guy and it's just like bomb however you want to bomb and there's infinite solutions or you know as many as there are more right. than one <laughs> exactly and and so i think that uh like i said i just came across that um uh comparison recently and it's it's kind of reframed the way i look at some games because like i said like there are some where it, it, especially like old school adventure games and things like that where like there is one solve problem you use what was it use baby on ocean or something like that uh, on, on a lake yeah, yeah, and exactly. it's it's throw throw baby. Yeah, yeah. I would thought it was, but I didn't want to guess and be wrong. Like I thought, no, that, better that's, to, that's fair. Air air on this side of caution of of babies going into lakes. Yeah, I, I didn't guess. write it. It's just I laugh at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, also I thought uh, so I I didn't get super far into this game because I really enjoyed playing through like the different game modes and stuff like that oh well well hang on but before because i can actually tie your crazy thing back to visuals for you oh good thank you yeah so uh so the the one thing that i noticed uh the more i was playing is that uh i at first was playing very lazily and i was like i'll just do whatever i'll just blow this up oh i could have put a bomb over there and i would have hit both these things at the same time instead of laying two bombs separately or whatever and the reason I noticed I wasn't becoming hyper obsessed with like a more efficient solution is because ultimately I cleared every map, like mm. every map. I And I wasn't doing it on purpose or thoughtfully. I was just like, oh, there's a rock I didn't blow up, even though I'm on my way to the exit. And I would like <laughs> 
go back over that rock and rock and almost like obsessively be like, oh, okay, it's destroyed now. Like I turned the light switch on and off 34 times. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but like it was like that subconscious where I was just like, oh, I'm just doing this and it's almost against my will. And the reason I I can say that with a little bit of certainty is because later when I was trying to be more efficient and like explore the game mechanics a little more, I had to like tell myself not to do that. And it's mm. because I really liked walking to the exit and seeing everything had been explored. And the easiest way to tell in Bomberman that you've been somewhere is that everything that could be blowed up, you did blow it up. You done so, blew it up. So, yep. Yes. It's like there's a nice like visual cleanliness to it. And in some of the later areas, the more I was playing, like I didn't get that visual cleanliness because I was trying <laughs> to be like more efficient and more strategic. Right. I, I think tactical is actually the correct word. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, strategy is long term. Uh, yeah. Strategy is long term. Tactics is present term. Exactly. Um, anyways, but uh, no, this is true. Um, yeah. I thought that uh, as far as the visuals go, because this is normally where we talk about hitbox. So generally speaking, the the hitboxes of like the creatures themselves i thought were fine and and when they aired they aired on the side of the player which is as we've discussed the way to go yep the bosses i thought were finicky so i i agree with you that generally speaking the monsters gave a little bit you had a little bit of wiggle room in favor of the player which is generally the right thing to do now the bosses the thing that was difficult about them is the bosses are huge they're all mm -hmm. like i think two at least two by two squares if not like two by six squares like they're huge or two by right. three um they're they're freaking massive so you end up with an object that takes up a disproportionate amount of the screen and is supposed to be floating vertically so like mm -hmm. if you were looking at it it would have the appearance of like a tower that's mm -hmm. you know moving like a, a rook moving around a chessboard and and you are you know down on the ground so all of the bosses have some amount of visual space that you can pass behind them without getting hurt so they all have a hitbox that is smaller than their representation on screen because you can pass behind them under the right circumstances and that is a really hard thing to convey on a game boy screen yes yeah and and, and i did not catch any of that and so basically <laughs> and, and you know the the bosses they're they're not super difficult and also and we can get into the cycle time mechanic um uh, further we reduce my frustration with this because if it was like a you know typical game where you lose all three lives and now you gotta start over at the beginning and just slog your way back up i would have been furious <laughs> but uh but you know thank you four digit passwords but like whenever, you know, like I just it, because even when you die and continue, it just restarts you at that stage a little depowered, you know, so it's just like yeah. whenever, you know, I, I got my lunch at because, you know, the hitbox is a little bit off. I was like, eh, yeah, whatever. And then the way I actually combated it was just laying more bombs, you know, so just it, it. And so in a way, almost it almost made it not not right. I would have rather had a, a cleaner hitbox, but. The nice thing was I was just kind of like, oh, oh, are you going to be finicky with the hitbox? Well, you know what my other four bombs have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> they totally just went with a shotgun approach of instead of just being like, okay, all right, I need to understand how I can pierce this thing's armor with my super set. Mm -mm, no, nope. just 
That's how I fought every single boss. Four bombs all dropped all in a line so that if I misrepresent or if I, you know, misaimed a little bit, it's like, well, close enough. (laughs) Although there's nothing. (laughs) And Megan, unfortunately, saw my shame on this one a couple of times. There's nothing (laughs) more shameful than you're when you're running and bombing and you accidentally like hit a little too soon and you put the bomb in front of you and there's a bomb right behind you and you just get to sit there for like a solid second and a half while you just wait for your end, you know? Yeah. Ejected. We go like, oh, yeah. Oh, I screwed this up. Well, and then when you get the whip, uh, that changes that a little bit, but you still manage to pin yourself in a corner where there's nowhere to whip that bomb. Yeah, exactly. And and, (laughs) and like I said, it's just because, and we, we, we spoke already about the fact that Bomberman's sprite is very simplistic, but I could see disappointment in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Those just, two big, sad eyes. As, as he just like like stared into this pulsating bomb, which is the size of him, that I assume he has like a bag of holding, you know, that he's just pulling these out of. Is there canon oh, for why Bomberman's able to haul is it, around? Is it not this? like a chicken and egg thing? What? Does he Does he not lay bombs? No, I'm what? I'm definitely not saying that that's actually what's happening. <laughs> Although that is absolutely what's happening. Yeah. No, I have no idea what his thing is. I, uh, in you know, true spirit to the show, did not look into it. Yeah, no, so we, I don't know. You're like, is it like a chicken and egg thing? I'm like, the bombs are bigger than him. Like, like just disappeared. Is it? No, it's the bomb fine. token is bigger than the bomberman token. Yes, yes, it's, it's different. um uh, and yeah and a part of me would love it but so but in my mind you know like because it is a very cartoony aesthetic you know is that he's just got like it kind of like um in scott pilgrim with uh oh what's what's the girlfriend's name uh the knives or ramona ramona um where where ramona like pulls out the huge sledgehammer like out yeah, of her from purse. her tiny little purse yeah yeah like that's what i'm picturing is he's got like this like little bag and he just like reaches in and pulls out this bomb that slowly becomes like as big as him and he sets it down and he just so anyways the, the reason why i say all that is that like he throws that down in front of him and he can't whip it anywhere and it's just pulsating and he can see in this sh- the shiny glass reflection his own face and sadness wash over him as he knows he will never again gaze upon bomber girl oh <laughs> so you got anything else on visuals <laughs> i don't have anything else at all <laughs> i don't want to be here anymore <laughs> no i okay so sound this game has sounds in it and um okay so i these are literally the fewest notes i've ever taken for audio in a game and yeah, yeah and and i i'm, I'm I don't know how to feel about it because I have nothing bad to say about it, but I have nothing good to say about it. Like each area has its own music, which is nice. And then the bosses all have the same boss music, which gives you a certain amount of consistency. And then the last boss has special last boss music, which is nice. But I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just because I didn't have the sound up super loud because I was usually playing at a time when my, my kids were asleep or maybe it's because I don't have like any affinity for these tunes, but I was just like, yeah, I mean, there's music. And, and I, and I certainly understand the, you know, like you don't want to be blaring the TV loudly when your kids are asleep. Um, but a part of me 
just like I don't know why I thought this, but it's like just imagine you like putting your daughter down, and then like the TV was like in her room, so you like like <laughs> go to sleep and then, like just turn around and like, pick up the controller. It's like, Daddy, what are you? Go to go to bed. Go to bed. I have to save this ring or save Bomber Girl or whip whips whip some rocks i don't know i'm not clear on what my objectives are right now <laughs> no, i'm not really clear what, what's at stake all i know is that they it's it's like the uh the the button where it's like if you press this button someone will die it's like bang it's like no no you didn't hear the whole riddle oh i'm sorry but you'll also get a million dollars like it's like i don't need the story i don't need to know what i'm saving i, I was in it for the bombs you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just here for the bombs it's uh but it, it I'm the reason I, I feel a little bad saying like I didn't take particular note of the music is because uh, the Game Boy is every bit as handicapped uh, auditorially as it is visually and maybe even more so because not only did they have less uh, digital information that they could store but with the crappy speaker the crappiest speaker and i mean again i got to play super game boy style so i had like normal modern speakers and i know that a lot of kids played with headphones in but like I don't know. I just wasn't like, and I, I think it's more insulting to be like, yeah, I don't, I nothing you. Like, it's, <laughs> so, so would you say as far as the, the sound went, you were, you were close to uh, being an Eskimo or I, not I, an Eskimo. I, I was not into it. You were, you were, you were no. super not into it. Um, <laughs> I actually had two notes uh, on the, uh, the audio. Um, I mean, cause it, it, it were two of them, uh, two notes of note, uh, you know, because like the the music, like you said, is like yeah, it's fun, it's peppy, it's cool, it's whatever. Um, I thought that it was very important. There is a very distinct uh, enemy mob dying noise. <laughs> um, no, but th- but this was this was super important because it's it's loud and it's clear, and that's important because a lot of the times, not a lot of times, but but often enough, enemies can die off screen. That is legit. Yeah. And so it's like because there were a couple times where I'd place a bomb and I'd walk away and listen to hear if I if I nailed it or if it like went around a corner when I can see it, because especially when you get those bombs super powered up and they're almost as dangerous to you as they are. <laughs> yeah. The you you sort of need to get out of dodge. <laughs> <laughs> like you put a bomb down. And you're like, crap, 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 crap. And like you're just like running away. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it makes a very distinctive sound when they die. And, and I started to use that as a as a clutch for when they were off screen. Um, well, so I thought did, that was, did that you was... make it to the area that has the teleporty things? No, I did not. Okay. So, and I, I think this, so we'll talk about the modes, but one of the areas has like these teleporty things, which is how you get around that area. So you can't just walk a straight line. You have to use these little teleporty caves. And I didn't think about it as favorably as you did, but I probably should have, because I recognized that if you drop a bomb and go through a teleporty thing that that bomb still explodes and still kills things. And once I put that together and I was confident that that was happening because of the audio cue, then I started being like a frightening monster who would (laughs) pop out of this teleporty thing where you have like two seconds of invincibility, throw bombs everywhere and then disappear back into the teleporty thing. And it it does like a little screen flash and it makes a little noise when you go through the teleporty thing and then just like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely during mechanics, we can talk about like the, the bomb getting, <laughs> getting more bombs and getting them powered up because yeah, there were, there were some times where I was like, I saw a power up. I was like, I don't, I don't want this. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I was like, I th- these bombs are as powerful as I feel I should have. It's like, do you want more powerful? No, no, I'm happy with my bombs. Are you sure? Because here's another. No, no, I'm good. I'm, Go home, I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> um, the one other just note that I had was uh, this game does have one of your favorite things in it. And uh, so every time it was happening, I, I, I got super excited, which was that it makes a noise with every step that you take. And I know how much you love that. Uh, so th- this was a fringe benefit of not being able to hear the music was not being able to hear that either. Yep. Because it's like, that shoe scuffing, like every time you're walking around. And it's funny because ever since we played Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong, like I've become hyper aware of that because I just realized that it's just it's just so wildly unnecessary like you know when you're moving you know like like that's something that you have direct control over and it's just like and yeah there are some other things like other times in games where like it makes a sound effect and you are the thing that is causing the sound effect but walking is something you're doing all the time and because it raises the background noise basically it makes you less likely to hear cues that you do need you know, so yeah. Now, whenever I hear that, I was like, "Ooh, ooh, this is this is something." Lines just, mm, just loves. Yeah, yeah I, t- I totally dig it, and it it's it's in defense of the the tonal range that they chose in this game that it at least became white noise. Whereas in Donkey Kong, every second was agony. Like <laughs> my brain never adjusted to that sound. Whereas like. There's lots of annoying repetitive noises in games where you just eventually are like, okay, this is just my life now, and you sort of forget about it, right? <laughs> it's like like someone who, in, in like a tragic accident, like loses a limb. Like at first, the phantom pain is like, they can't stop thinking about it, but then eventually they're just like, yes, I'm just, it's kind of in pain all the time. Like, yeah. that, that's what it's like to listen to Mario walk in Donkey Kong. Yeah, it's like a, a, a bad smell, you know, where it's just <laughs> eventually you just go nose deaf. <laughs> You just can't smell it is anymore. That, is that the clinical term? <laughs> I don't know, actually, whether or not it has any um, proper clinical things. If you want to know, you should hop on to uh, the sister channel of uh, Movie Medicine and check them out because, you know, they, they have all kinds of good information and knowledge about that. Yeah, but, that's uh, mo- moviemedicinepodcast.com. Anyway, you were saying. <laughs> uh, no, the, where I actually know it from is I think it's Oceans 13. Um somebody goes nose deaf <laughs> no where, where they uh they basically like horribly destroy that one hotel auditor basically and one of the things they do is they, they, they destroy <laughs> his room and make it seem like he is unhygienic mm. and they knock on the door and they're like you've gone nose deaf <laughs> and that's that's just that's where I, no, I mean it, it's it's descriptive i definitely knew what you meant <laughs> Well, and, and actually, this deals with that in no way, but just something that a conversation I had recently that um, well, it, it deals with that. It deals with video games in no way. The conversation I had with somebody recently where they I, where it's like, you know, dogs smell way better than we do. And they they and it, the analogy is often like they smell like we see they can smell in colors we can't smell in. Right. And so and, and, and with a, a degree of fidelity that we can't smell in, you know. And so um, so I said, like, yeah, like dogs smell like we see, you know, and uh and and somebody said like oh god that'd be awful i mean like like you know I've, like i walk into a room and there's a bad smell and i can like barely deal with it could you imagine if it was like so much worse i'm like well but remember they smell like we see because that would be like if you walked into the room and saw like something unbecoming going like oh my god like every time <laughs> you saw it 
you know, it's not like you get used to it because you yeah. have this this high visual stimulus all the time. You yeah. know? Or, or if every time you woke up and opened your eyes, you were like, so many colors. <laughs> oh, my God. The colors, Duke. But so uh, th- this, the complete lack of a through line in this tangent, I think, speaks tremendously to how both of us feel about the audio in this game. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, it's like, look, we can sit here and we talk about the audio, or we could spend the time where we talk about audio talking about the way dogs smell. Yep. So, um, but yes, I, I, w- I will say I that in, in the game's defense, uh, just on, on the sound effects, much like the visuals being tokenized were very clear and consistent, the sound effects were very tokenized. Like, bomb always makes bomb noise, enemy dying always makes enemy dying noise, enemy that takes more than one hit always makes enemy taking a hit noise, like... Mm-hmm. I, I had no, when you get a little power up, it makes power up noise. So like, I don't feel like there's anything to write home about, but I'm also not writing a letter home complaining, which right. is in some ways, I think a good thing. Like people are a lot more, uh, because we're such visual animals, even though our hearing is way more sensitive. Um, people are, are very attuned culturally to being affronted by something that they don't like visually. Whereas when something is working, uh, auditorially we almost expect not to notice it especially like sounds and music in games and movies and television shows and stuff like i, I don't really i don't really want to be thinking about like wow that was a really thoughtful bomb noise that i'm gonna have to hear 50 million times and appreciate every time like i just kind of want it to just wash over me and i don't really think about it or care like this Dude, is not like the symphony eh? yeah. have all of the donuts <laughs> in the world yeah it's like oh. yeah you know, yeah, so it, I, I almost feel like saying the sound was unremarkable is kind of a compliment, but we, we, we don't we don't have to beat that horse. Yeah, no, I'd say like on a scale of one to 10, 10 be amazing, one being terrible. This one ranks in at like a five point five, which is slightly. But like, I, I think that this isn't like you said, there's nothing good to write home about. There's nothing good to complain about. This is. The sound where you buy a postcard that says, like, wish you were here <laughs> and send it home so that way your parents know that you're not dead. You know, yeah. like, you, you know what it is? It's it's on the, uh, on, uh, you ever do like an annual job review where it's like you, you have like a one to five rating mm-hmm. and, and most employees, and I've worked with these people, a lot of people <laughs> do not understand that a three meets expectations is not a punishment. It no. means we asked you to do something and you did it. And that is, that is how I feel about the sound in this game. Like, how how was my sound this year? You met expectations. Yeah, you were performing at or near expectations. Yeah, yep. ca- ca- carry on. If you want a bigger raise, then come back next year. But you're not going to get fired. Yes, you you um, didn't bomb your review. <laughs> Uh, man, terrible. that was that was, <laughs> no, that was just a dynamite pun. No one is left listening. <laughs> <laughs> and unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, mechanics, gameplay, all that fun stuff. Well, I do want to call out the controls specifically because a lot of times, I, I'll admit, a lot of times we get sloppy and we just lump these things together because mm-hmm. um, we're not being sloppy. We're being super thoughtful, uh, never, never sloppy. Um, but this time, I do want to make the point to specifically call out the controls because uh, when they first alerted me in the little between area screen that I was going to get the whip, I spent about three or four seconds as soon as the next area loaded pr- pressing buttons. And yep, none yep. of them making a whip happen. Yep. And then the first time I actually deployed the whip by pressing my face against a bomb, I was like, oh, 
I would not have thought of that. And then once I got used to it, like the mechanic played out fine, but that they didn't have a ton of flexibility in which things they could assign to buttons. They didn't want to do complicated, like press both buttons at the same time or up and a does this, but down and a does that. Like they didn't go with any of that. They, or they took select. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Never um, forget. They, they, they opted for a, a movement based mechanic, which given the nature of this game actually makes total sense. And the second I encountered it and saw like the bomb always goes until it meets an obstruction. I was like, okay, this, I totally get it. I totally get why they went with this control for this mechanic, but I did spend probably about 10 seconds pressing the two buttons on the controller and being like, why, why aren't bombs? Why Why aren't, why aren't whips? Yeah. (laughs) Why, why bombs? Why why only whips? Well, especially because you know you're like, all right, I got the whip. I'm gonna I'm gonna whip stuff, and then you pull out a bomb and you place it right in front of you. You're like, oh crap! And then you gotta like <laughs> run away. And you're like, all right, all right. Well, that didn't work, but maybe this will. You pull another bomb. Oh crap! And then you gotta like yeah. run away. So hey, yeah, you look no, like did, a crazy the, person. Yeah, I did the exact same thing, and honestly, I think that I think that it actually speaks more poorly because I think that you're right. It, the the choice to have it movement based, I think, for the control schema was absolutely the way to go. Because if you're, I mean, <laughs> the the first time I deployed it was because I put a bomb and bombed myself in the corner. It was like panic moving towards it. <laughs> like, like, no, 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 I don't want, don't want, don't want. And then it just like pushed the whole, it whipped it across the level. I was like, oh, and I don't have to have, like, I can, I can, I have agency in this situation. Okay. <laughs> so your instinct is correct but i just kind of thought that you know on the screen where they're like you got the whip you can now whip bombs isn't that super cool it's like mm-hmm. well not if i don't know how yeah G- give me a little more information please yeah because i mean like literally it, it could they could have just been like move up against the bomb to do it or just simply had like a little a little screen above it that just shows you walking up towards a bomb and like moving like it like pressing the directional arrow and like it doing the action being like this does this you know like that so i think the problem was with the conveyance not with the control layout itself you know i I think if i remember it it shows him doing it but because you're not pressing any buttons it's not and there's no arrow pointing or anything it's not obvious that the bomb is pressed or the bomb is dropped and then an arrow button is pressed you would think maybe because you can't put two bombs on the same spot. My thought was the first time it will do the bomb and the second time it will do the whip. And and I don't I don't know if that was like a foolish thing to assume, but that is where my mind went, which is legit in my opinion. Um, yeah, so I, I thought that was I, I agree with you. That was it took me a minute to be like, and how do I whip it good? Because <laughs> as I get tired of getting these bombs blowed up in my face, I, I, I do. Okay, I, I want to talk about the bomb power-ups real fast because, <laughs> because like, never has have situations gotten away from me faster than as I just... Because, you know, at first you get one bomb and it explodes in w- one in every direction. You're like, oh, all right, you know, that's cool. It's a Bomberman game. Okay. And then all of a sudden you can get two bombs. And you're like, all right, cool, cool. Two bombs that explode two in each direction you're like oh yeah no now it's getting good now i can like corner people it blows up three in each direction you're like yes four was too much four was four was too much it's just it was just that little extra one where like now 
it, it was okay. So with the four, you can just barely get out of the bomb's radius before it explodes. But then so, you get the dash. It's true. It's true. And that's super helpful. But to me, like, <laughs> it was just, you know, I, at that point was when I had to switch from placing bombs and running away from them to placing bombs and, like, ducking behind a corner as it, like, exploded <laughs> behind me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, see, the, the, <laughs> this, this, I think, is interesting that we went two different directions on this because when I first started, I was like, okay, one bomb blows up, you know, the little plus sign. Wait, wait, like I can only have one down at a time? Hmm. I don't remember Bomberman being like that. And then when I started to get the power-ups, I was like, oh, now I have now I have three bombs and I can do them up to two squares. Now I have four bombs, four squares. Like I quick <laughs> I quickly went from being like, Bomberman's not that powerful to being like, I am a demon from hell raining <laughs> fire down. Like, and no matter how many times I brutally murdered myself doing that, it did not change my play style one iota. <laughs> Once and I think this is actually part of the reason that I was so obsessed with destroying every obstacle because I wanted every single power up as soon as I could get it because there's more power ups than you need to get to four bombs for spread. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want that as early as the game will let me have it <laughs> so that I can become like the mad bomber from Cowboy Bebop and just be exploding stuff left and right. Well, which I guess is, you know, is, is what you want. Cause I was, I was trying to be like, very concise and thoughtful. And because that was the thing is when you said you cleared everything out, I did the opposite. I left as many obstructions as possible because that made it easier <laughs> to corner baddies. You know, so I was just kind of like, I came at it from the thing of like, I <laughs> I am a bomber man, but that is not what defines me. I will use <laughs> my bombs to surgically destroy the evil in this world and leave it as intact as possible. And you were like, blow it all up. Yeah, no, I went full Rorschach and like, <laughs> Because those those monsters were like, oh, to get to me, you're going to have to blow up that obstacle, but then I'll be able to run free. And I was standing with my arms spread with smoking craters behind me, screaming, I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. <laughs> just total psychopath. You know, he was just like, you know, like, soon all you'll be feeling is oblivion. Final flash. <laughs> Well, this, this is this is strong evidence of this being more of a problem solving game <laughs> because we came up with very different solutions. Yes, yes. No, I was, I was like, I was like, I will, I will leave this world as intact as I can when I find it. You're like blowing up cars. Yeah. No, I was, I was given, I was given a clear directive by my God, which I assume is the King Bomb from Super Mario sixty four, and. I'm- and on board with this yes right headcanon accepted and uh king bomb told me there are monsters and you need to blow them all up and unfortunately i was like i had one of those like itches right behind my ear and when like you scratch that part of your head like it makes you can't hear anything it's just all white noise and i stopped scratching right when he said blow them all up (laughs) it's like yes sir well, like he said, you know, like, like, like you, you shall be my, my living avatar upon the earth. And then it's like, and you will destroy the monsters. And then like, it like cuts to black and it just like shows like you sitting upon, like, like panning up, like you sitting upon this throne of bombs, like blacklit with like, you know, blood all over. It. And it just, you just hear, you know, the narrator come on as James Earl Jones says, 
he who hunts monsters must be careful that he himself does not become a monster. And he just like pans up and like you're holding a bomb, like <laughs> staring into the fuse. It's like for when you stare into the abyss too long, the abyss stares back into you. So I will say as a side note, um, one of the 47,000 Bomberman games, mm-hmm. uh, they did actually try and do like a gritty reboot at one point. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I never played it, but I remember the box art as just being like so not Bomberman. <laughs> and it's like, so this this is this is a good use case. If you ever think, um, oh man, a gritty reboot might be cool. Eh, sometimes it is. And then sometimes they try and do a gritty reboot of Bomberman and it's not cool. No. Oh God. No, I looked it up. <laughs> it's not, it's not okay. Uh yeah, no, it's not it's not Bomberman. It's it's I mean it's just kind of like you know, it, it'd be like if you took another like over the top cartoony thing and decided to make a gritty movie where, you know, like like it would it takes place. Like it, let's just say a plumber. Right. Like it takes place in like this Tanadensian kind of thing and it's all, all dark and gritty. It just it, it, it doesn't it doesn't work. Would, would not make sense, especially if like there were little turtle monsters and now they're like giant, tiny headed Super Mario yeah. Brothers. The movie was terrible anyway. <laughs> But one of the things I thought that was another uh, mechanical choice that they made that I thought helped balance the game a little bit, which is that if you are going true mad Bomberman and it's getting out of hand, the power-ups are destroyed by your bombs, though. Yes. Very interesting choice. Yeah. So I kind of like that because it's just kind of like, okay, well, if because that's the thing is that you went completely insane, but you had it under control. Like, you know, like you, 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 the bombs didn't own you. You owned the bombs, right? You yeah, just I, I, I prefer to think of myself as like a sharpshooter. Like to an onlooker, I'm just swinging my my six gun around and and things are getting shot. But I'm actually making precision shots. Like yeah. I'm in I'm in control. But to an onlooker, I look insane. Exactly. But I mean, I thought that that because that's the thing is that you can't just say throw down all of the bombs, blow everything up. Like you do have to be careful with the way you go about it, because if you do that, you will destroy your power ups, Yes, you know, which is a good, it's a good negative feedback loop because then you don't get the power ups, which means that, you know, you, you don't suddenly get to put down four bombs because clearly putting down three bombs is getting a little out of hand for you because you're destroying your power ups, you know? Well, and one of the ways that I uh, had this come back and bite me that I thought was actually pretty legit that the game thought to do this is uh one of the things that bombs can blow up is bombs so if you oh yes they they, they, they cascade yeah yeah they do so if you are on and there aren't a ton of these but if you're on like a sort of long straightaway and you uh drop a bomb and whip it and then you drop another bomb and whip it now you need to be up to eight squares away <laughs> because you've created this unbelievably huge blast radius. Yes. And there were a couple times where my death came from off screen and I was like, wait, what the hell just happened? Oh, yeah, I deserve that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and that is something also worth touching on is that because the mechanics are so like, fair and they're telegraphed pretty well that every time i died i was like yeah yeah i deserve that even when i remember i think it's for whatever reason stage two three 
I just got stuck on for whatever reason. But every time I died, even though I played that stage like eight or nine times, every time I died, I was like, no, that was my fault. I got careless. You know, there was never any point where I was like, no, the game cheated me because I was playing on the mode where the hideouts are hidden, mm-hmm. you know? And yes, so I, I, I also I hated to... that one. Say what? I also hated that. Yes, but I knew that the hideouts were hidden. So I knew like, I was like, if I'm going down a new area, I either need to A, carpet bomb it or B, move slowly you know and so every time when i got got by the invisible hideout i it was i knew it was my fault because i was like no i just wasn't paying attention and i just started running down this unmarked hallway and that's on me you know (laughs) yeah and and i mean the the bombs always explode after the same amount of time in the same way the enemies have pretty consistent hitboxes um there's, I think, literally one enemy in the entire game, at least I should say in the modes I played, because we, we got to talk about the modes, but there's only one enemy I remember encountering that after you hit it the first time, it then moves faster. So yes. it's not like an enemy ever jumps out at you from around a corner. Like if you see them coming, you know exactly what their movement speed is. They never go slower or faster. It's always that pace. And that kind of consistency leads to exactly the feeling you're describing I died because I made a mistake or because I wasn't paying attention or because I something, but not because the game sucks. The game's cheating. The rules were inconsistent. That didn't make sense. That's not how it went last time. Like you never feel that way. And that's, I think that's important in general. Like that's good design, but I think it's paramount in a puzzle game because if there are things happening that are beyond your knowledge and control, then it's not a puzzle. You don't have all the pieces. Right. Well, it, it pushes you further into improvised gameplay, where all of a sudden you now need to improvise because you're given new information because the game is changing the way that it's played. And this is all planning gameplay. Like you, you, you're supposed to be able to plan this, the mechanisms of this puzzle. Um, this is a, a minor note that I just I don't know why I, I wrote this note down and I, just because when it happened, I, I had such joy and I don't know why, but <laughs> is when you can trap a mob with your bomb to where they can't move anywhere yes. is super satisfying. Especially when you do it from a distance with the whip and you time yeah. it like just right. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. And like, you just see like the ghost, like look at the bomb and they'll just sit there and stare at the bomb. And like, yes, <laughs> it's like, boom, dead. And you're like, haha, I ended your life again. You're a ghost. I don't know. Is it like Dragon Ball Z world world rules where like, if they die twice, then they die forever. It's like Coco. No, Coco? D- D- Disney, Disney movie. Yeah. Coco? Oh, it's really good. <laughs> oh, I'll, 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 I will add it to the list. Um, but yeah, no, that that was super satisfying. Um, so do you want to talk about the modes next or the continue cycle time next? Uh, I think we should probably talk about the modes next because I, um, I didn't <laughs> introduce nearly as much variance into the modes as I should have when I was playing. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was never going to explore every single combination because nope, but um, I, I found a couple things interesting. One, the fact that this is even a, a thing, like each area you have to decide, do you want this quirk or this quirk? And it's not the same quirk every time. They always right. call it mode A and mode B, but mode A and mode B are different in every area. And and I thought that was really interesting. Um, but the descriptions I, I wasn't in love with, <laughs> I, I didn't always feel like they clearly communicated the choice I was making. And then when they show you on the little cut scene um, before you start the area, it's like, well, but my choice is already made now. Like I made, yeah. 
I had two white cans, one that had a word I didn't know and one that had a word I thought I knew. <laughs> and so I picked the one that I thought I knew, but now that I open the can, the store won't take it back. So it's like yes. the, there there was a lot of I don't want to say buyer's remorse, but it was like um what do you call it? Like uh like what ifism where I was just kind of like what if I had chosen mode B? And it's like I go find my old high school yearbook and I like slowly put my hand over mode B's picture and I'm like what might have been. Yes. Oh, mode B. I remember looking back on that and just thinking uh, if if I had chosen Mo B, then I wouldn't have blown myself up seventeen times with bombs. <laughs> as I look at my high school year, <laughs> just but, uh, like looking at the book, just sur- camera pans out, just surrounded by bombs, <laughs> and you're like, oh, "This wouldn't have happened with Mo B." And then just, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I I agree with all that. First of all, I I, I so on the complimentary note, um, it's. It is a amazing way to generate replay value um, and difference in kind, a dif- difference in like uh, to, to make your game larger with doing stuff like this. I never even really thought about it. It's just like because literally I played through stage one and then I reset it and went back to play stage one again on the other mode, you know, mm. and. And just because of me, because again, it was research for a podcast, but I imagine like you go through, you select mode A all the way through and you like select mode B all the way through. And then you, all right, well, I want to do mode A for this one, mode B for this one. Um, more in this kind of a mood, but just to give you the choice of being able to add that little bit of extra flavor, um, I, I think, I mean, basically effectively doubles the, entertain, the, the entertainment time of the game. And all you have to do is just say like, well, Everything is the same except that we're going to make this token hidden. Or you have to destroy this token before you destroy the bad guy associated with it. One or right. the other. You know? Yeah. Or you have to kill all the monsters in order or whatever. Like they're because yeah. the modes were fairly varied. Again, yeah, were, I don't know what all of them did because the descriptions, but like there were there was two new modes in each area. Right. Two new modes in each area. They were all varied and uh and yeah, it all added a unique kind of feel and most importantly, changed the way you had to view the puzzle, you know, because, for example, when, you know, you're walking around and uh, uh, you, for in the swamp area, you know, when it's hidden, you move a little bit slower and you preemptively bomb areas because you don't know where the hideouts are going to be, you know. But then when they're uh, spawn points for enemies, instead, you play it a lot faster and looser because you need to get on top of that spawn point really fast. So it completely changes your play style. Um, all of that being said, I do absolutely agree. Where it's like, do you want to play hide and seek mode or do you want to play regeneration mode? I'm like, I, what, I don't know. Yeah, what do yeah. they both do? No, no. <laughs> no. <Like> now. <laughs> and I mean, and you can definitely make the argument that... <laughs> You know, there's a a place in game time, a place in time for choice in games, and a place in time for consequences in games. Uh, this would be an example of consequence, um, <laughs> and I don't think that they are leveraging it in the way that you would expect consequence to be leveraged in games. Agreed. Um, so I I just need to do this as an aside. Uh, I'm I'm usually pretty happy with my notes. Like I, I think I take pretty good notes. I have my my computer next to me. I'm I can type pretty fast you know so i'm like typing out my notes i have a note in here that uh is interesting and i cannot for the life of me remember what exactly (laughs) it was referring to 
but here, here's the whole thing. Uh, bullet point. Uh, not sure if the whip is dumb or I'm just not great at using it, but, and then indented second line. Never mind. It's awesome. Area four taught me why it's awesome. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. I think area four is where the, the hidden, um, the hidden like nests are. I, I know that for sure that's an area two. Cool. Then no idea. Then no. <laughs> I was, yeah. I apparently there was something there that I was, I was sending bombs off to do my dirty work while I hung out at a distance. <laughs> Was area four the one with the teleporters? No, that's way later. It's like six or seven. Hmm. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> well, good, 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 good to see sustained learning. You yeah, know, good, good notes. Um, I do want to specifically point out that in area six is when you get the motorcycle, and mm-hmm. I thought the motor. Did you get? Did you get this far? Uh, I, I think I touched on it like once, but then I, I vaguely remember being like, "Yeah, motorcycle," and then. Uh, it, that was a while back when I, I started started my playtime. So. so, so the motorcycle lets you jump over a non-explodable obstacle if mm-hmm. it's clear on the other side. So you can you can vault one obstacle. So like one tree, one rock, um, and it's interesting because it makes it a little bit harder to like pin yourself into a corner with bombs. That's not really what makes it special. When you have the motorcycle and you get hit, you don't die. You lose the motorcycle. So it is nice. the only thing that I'm aware of in the game that gives you a single hit point because mm-hmm. otherwise it is always one hit dead. Right. Which I, I, I do enjoy the... Okay, so to, to speak on the one hit dead, and this, this tangentially goes to another note, which is it's, again, from a game developer standpoint, it's really easy, you know, like, like you, you either have the motorcycle or you don't. You at the most have two hit points, Right. You know, as opposed to with some other games where you could have <laughs> actually a uh, a great quote that I heard at one point was a DM was talking to his group and uh, the player turned to the other player and was like, you know, hey, how many hit points do you have left? Um, and the DM said like, hey, no, you can't exchange that information. You can get a feel for how many hit points they have left, like for a feel for how hurt they are, but you can't actually get the numbers. Like, okay, on a scale of one to 89, I'm at about a 47. <laughs> <laughs> and i appreciate that kind of introspection <laughs> <laughs> but anyways um so so yeah so i mean there's not a whole spectrum of hit points it's like you it's always one hit dead which is something that's very easy to design around and they also did uh, a similar design note where they um reset your spectacle creep at each stage you know e- so, yeah, e- each area you have to collect power-ups again Correct, which is good because that way, A, they know it beginning on area two, you're always rebased powered, and it makes collecting power ups always meaningful, even for a skilled player. You know, it's something that it's it's a it's a game mechanic you cannot eschew by virtue of, you know, just being awesome at the game. Because, you know, by the time I was at stage five, I was was not worried at all about the power-ups because I was I had been completely powered up for some time. And then when I got to area stage 2-1, I was like, oh, I've got to start being a little bit more careful again because I need these power-ups again, which I thought was a, a good de- design decision. Yeah, it, it also forces you to kind of engage with what's new about the new area as opposed to being like, mm-hmm. well, I was really enjoying my, you know, whipping four by four bombs around. And it's like, no, no. If you want to do that again, like you have to build back up to it, which is 
it, it makes you have to take stock of the world because the power-ups are in the world. Right. No, that's actually a, a really good point because, you know, as opposed to just being like I walking in and being like, I am a golden god. I shall remake <laughs> this world in my image. It's like, no. Take the world in. Perfect and round and shiny. <laughs> uh, the one final note that I have um, is on uh, the, the continues in the cycle time uh, and the password system. So first of all, the password system I liked because it was easy, you know? Like it's just four four numbers. So it's just really easy to just write that down as opposed to uh some games where it's just like this like seventeen like character code like numbers, symbols, uppercase, lowercase, you know. What are those Mega like, Man games did a coordinate grid? <laughs> well and and so for the Mega Man games in particular, uh, or at least Mega Man X, right? I could see that because I think they actually kind of needed that much information in order to generate the actual game you were playing because each power-up, uh, each power-up made yeah, it a little bit I'm different. I'm talking like way back, like Mega Man 3 or something. Yeah. Use like a yeah. red dot coordinate grid. It was like, you have to play this game of Battleship to load your save. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that just right? came screaming back to me uh but uh yeah so uh i thought the password system was reasonable you know it was just kind of like look here, here's your password easy peasy um and but i never really even used them that much just because uh you know the, the continue system is so easy to use you know so basically like you go through you got three lives and if you gotta continue you start over at the same stage just slightly depowered you know and so all of that at no point did i feel like i was slogging back through stuff that i had already mastered in order to get a crack at the thing that killed me it's you know? uh castlevania style yeah yeah exactly because otherwise it would be heartbreaking and this was <laughs> this was not that there, there were some times where i would get like three quarters of the way through the stage and then accidentally blow myself up and i was like oh, gotta go back through and do all but i mean again you know at most the cycle time is like a minute or two which for games of this era is uh very understandable well and it's it's uh if you keep blowing yourself up to start over from the beginning of that stage uh with your your power-ups gone it's kind of the game's way of saying like honey calm down (laughs) take a deep breath we're gonna sing the the daniel tiger calm down song and then I will give you your bombs back. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, because if they just, because it's a a puzzle game where you're being timed and you have a tool that also murders you, I think mm-hmm. if you continually kept your power-ups and you just got to keep starting over from right where you were at increasing frustration, you probably actually end up rage quitting more because That's, you would keep blowing yourself up and just being like, ah, God damn it. And you, you know, <laughs> that would just be it. Whereas like being like, okay, honey, calm down, just catch your breath here. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to take away the four by four bombs. Here's the one by one bomb again. When, when you've calmed down, then you can have the four by four bombs back. Yeah. No. And actually that's a very, very good, good point. That I didn't really think about, which is, you know, yeah, it's that a lot of the times chances are the thing that killed you. <laughs> It's like wielding a lightsaber. You're, you're you're as likely to hurt yourself as you are to hurt somebody else. I would say that approximately half, if not more, of my deaths were entirely <laughs> self-inflicted. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. 
So, which I didn't really think about it until you said, it. I was like, yeah, I, I was my own worst enemy on that one. But, uh, but then that's the thing is because it feels like a mild punishment, you know? So it does feel like self murder has repercussions, which is good <laughs> because if, if, if it was nothing, you'd be like, oh, well, okay. I'll just, like you say, keep throwing Bomberman against the wall until I see what sticks, which would make it cease to be a puzzle game or a problem solving game. It would be a choke the rivers with our dead game. <laughs> And that's not the game. I, I can't jump over this pit, so I'm going to fill it with Mario corpses until I can walk across it. <laughs> um, but but so what they they then did was they basically said, like, okay, well, your punishment is we're going to depower you a little bit, which is actually probably the thing that killed you in the first place. So it's uh, actually like a good um, a good feedback loop, which I think is 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 really kind of clever you know good for them so so this is an excellent segue into uh my feelings on how this held up but i, I don't want to to talk over you if you had anything else are, are you ready to go into that good night I, I am do it okay so uh i think this game was exceptionally thoughtfully designed and and this mechanic we're talking about where it's kind of like you know hey you've kind of been killing yourself a lot maybe like slow down the problem that i had uh and and i don't know if i've actually felt this way about any game we've played so far on nostalgia goggles is uh i have a tremendous amount of respect for this game and i found it almost soul crushingly boring <laughs> like w- once i knew what needed to be done i felt like i could not do it fast enough and mm. and that was weirdly like even if there was just a way like oh if you triple tap the a button you can make the bomb explode instantly instead of after a second and a half or something which i'm fairly confident you can't do but i'm gonna feel like an idiot if you could um oh it's probably a and select but (laughs) there's like because i would see like okay there's one enemy left and i have to blow up six rocks to get to him and then the exit's over there and i have to blow up four rocks to get to the exit and i was like and 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 that's what I'm going to do now is like, right. I'm not going to screw this up. It's really obvious what needs to be done. And it is literally just waiting for my bombs to explode so I can walk to the exit. And I had that feeling come over me almost an alarming amount. Like I was, there were times when I was really, really enjoying myself and I was like whipping bombs and motorcycling over rocks. And it was like, it felt cool but i realized that the more engaged i was the more like reckless action game i was playing and the more i treated it like a methodical puzzle the more i was just like okay i see a solution it may not be the optimal solution but i see a solution and now it is just a matter of walking through it and that was that was a weird feeling to be like i have tremendous respect for this work of art that i don't like well and i think that 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 i think you kind of hit the nail on the head with the fact that it was missing the mechanic of being able to voluntarily detonate your bomb, you know? Um, that being said, like, I don't think they could have added that in because that would have made killing enemies too easy, you know, because timing out when oh, they yeah. cross with, like, your bomb exploding is part of the challenge. So Yeah, no, you know, they, they could not have a detonate-on-command mechanic. It would change everything. Right. So, yeah, it's... um. The only other thing I could think of is, you know, to the only other way I could think to combat that would be to create destructible surfaces that could be and destructible surfaces that cannot be destroyed in tandem, you know, because Mm. every time you put a bomb down, it destroys one layer, right? So if you got like three layers, you got to put a bomb down, wait, 
bomb down, wait. But if they had it where it's like, no, you can just destroy all three of these, but there are some of them where you, you have to do it that way, then they could modulate how fast the player is getting through it a little bit better. And, and I mean, that that would add a complication of like, then it would be tempting if you could blow up up to three rocks at once, then they would just put six. And now you have to still do two bombs to get through instead of just putting two rocks instead of six rocks, right? Because right. it's it's how many bombs, how many bombs does it take to get to the center of a level? Like <laughs> one, <laughs> a two, right? Like this, this is essentially the level design is like, there's an optimum number of bombs between you and the exit. And then there's some presumably maximum number of bombs because it's a timed level, right? So there's an optimum minimal number and a maximum number of bombs. And I fell certainly somewhere in the middle, probably even toward the maximum end since I was being a reckless psychopath. But <laughs> once I was aware of the remaining solution, my interest just totally tanked which which was legitimately shocking to me because i was like oh there's one enemy left the exit's over there and i suddenly don't care at all like i'm right. completely disengaged which is a weird feeling yeah that is definitely odd um yeah i mean for me overall like you know did it hold up yes i, I think that the game is absolutely worth playing i think it's a good pro problem solving game um i think that i think you're right in the sense that it is a little like this, the pace is just, you know, a half step too slow in some places. Cause I definitely did get that same thing where I'd be like, okay, put a bomb down, go wait. Normally, way I would pass the time is just go blow up other stuff, you know, for just sheer boredom, you know. Um, but uh, I don't think at any point I was just kind of like, uh, no, I don't, it, it never got to the point where I, where I was like, I don't want to play this game. But it did sometimes I would be like, I, 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 I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Right, yeah. The, this level is dead to me. Like, right. I, I don't want to turn the game off, but I really am done with this because, like, I, I get it. I see the picture. The puzzle part is solved. Right, exactly. So, um, but I definitely absolutely think, especially all things considered with, you know, the uh, level of technology. If somebody said to me, you know, if somebody said to me, hey, I want to play a Bomberman game, I would probably you know, say, no, play Bomberman 64, play a later title that, you know, made it, like, honed it a little bit more, you know? But if somebody asked me, hey, I want to play a Game Boy puzzle game, right? I would say, play Tetris. And then if they said, okay, but no, I want to play a different Game Boy puzzle game, I'd say, absolutely, play Dr. Mario. And then if they said, but no, I don't really want to play that either, I would say, okay, well, maybe you should check out Bomberman. Bomberman's pretty good. The curtain falls the music plays the credits roll then it all fades to black and you're left by yourself the fanfare is gone there's no player two there by your side to share victories won but as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed a few great events leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the end of a smile You realize again 